August 3rd, 2022, we're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Amud Aleph, and we count down from the top, it's nine lines down. Second word on the line, Ve'amar. Ve'amar bi'aba en lechaketz migule mizen. The statement of bi'aba is, you won't find in the Pesukim a ketz, a end of time, a period during which, of course, we're envisioning the Ge'ulah, the Mashiach, that's more revealed than the following. In other words, we've been looking for hints in a pasuk here, and perhaps a remez in a pasuk there. This one is, en lechaketz migule mizeh. This one's just explicit. It's staring at you. It'll give you the hint as to when Mashiach is coming. Shine emar, as the pasuk says, ve'atem hare Yisrael, anpechem titenu, upiriechem tis'u le'ami Yisrael, ki kerevu lavod. Pasuk describes how uh, the trees and the fruits will be blossoming and will be ripening <coughs> at a very high and very, uh, very, uh, in a great way as Kerevu, as the time Lavo is, is approaching. In other words, the vision here is that Yemot um, HaMashiach will be most manifested in the natural world by noticing that the fruits and trees in Eris Israel will be prosperous in ways that is unprecedented. I guess the understanding, as Maharsha points out, is if Am Yisrael is about to inhabit the land, if Mashiach means that we're making our way back to Eretz Yisrael, so of course the fruits and the trees of the land will be most prosperous in preparation for that. Rabbi Al-Azhar Omer Af Mizeh. He says, I'll, I'll add another uh, hint, another uh, sign for Yemot HaMashiach, Shene Emar, as the Pasuk says, Ki lifne hayamim hahem, Sechar ha'adam lo nihya, Sechar behema enena, Vela Yosef alaba en shalom in hasar, Vashalach et kol ha'adam ish bere'ehu. Pasuk seems to describe how, as these days will approach, Sechar ha'adam lo nihya, there won't be any price for the labor of, of, of human beings, which means to say you'll be working and you won't be making any money for it. You'll, so to speak, be a, a slave without getting, uh, without getting paid back for it. Similarly, along the same lines, uh, you'll be using animals and not be making money for it either. Uh, Maharsha points out that if you look in the Torecha, if you look at the uh, curses in the Torah, this is uh, almost the crescendo. This is almost the, the highest or, or worst part where it describes that the worst of times will be where you're working and you're not making any money for it, where you're putting in all that effort and the commerce and the society is not pushing it forward with regards to reward for it. It's a very interesting um, uh, opposite visions over here, whereas the first opinion described, it's going to be a time during which you see that the fruits and eggs are going to be blossoming and uh, prosperous. second opinion looks at the dire, terrible the time period that precedes Yemot HaMashiach. Uh, the Gemara is open to interpretation, to prediction, as we've seen throughout. There are two different visions with regards to Yemot HaMashiach, and we'll see them repeated again and again. Is it going to be the time period leading up to during which we'll see the positive, or alternatively, will we see the negative? You could imagine it, and you could envision it in both ways, and the Hachamim will uh, throughout. It could be both. It could be both. 
But again, if the description is, and, and that's the way I understand all the negative. This negative is hitting rock bottom. But on the other hand, you're describing the fruits and the trees being at their highest peak during that time period. So you're saying that's immediately thereafter. Another, maybe. In other words, because the Gemara described those, each one of those thousand years of, you know, and each, and each one of the seven years leading up to redemption as being qualitatively different. Yeah, great point. Great point. So in other words, Mars points out one's nature, and that's, so to speak, God's uh, input into it, and the other one's human beings. Yeah. Uh, point taken. Says the Gemara, The end of the Pasuk has these words, to the one who's going out and coming, there's no peace from the straits, from the difficulty. Rav Amar, what's that reference to? En shalom, he says that word shalom is a reference to tamideh hachamim. Af tamideh hachamim, shekadu bahem shalom. Even tamideh hachamim, even the uh, scholars, even the pious uh, um, teachers of Torah and studiers of Torah, uh, said about them, shalom dichtiv, shalom rav le'ohave toratecha, en shalom. Uh, so the pasuk says, shalom rav le'ohave toratecha, a reference to those who love Torah, the tamideh hachamim, even for them, en shalom mipene hasar, uh, even for them uh, during this time period leading up to Yomot HaMashiach, leading up to Geula, there won't be shalom. Uh, what does that mean, that there won't be shalom for them? Uh, well, says Rashi, there will be rov sarot, there'll just be a lot of sorrows. Alternatively, Rashi says, miyetzer hara, there'll be, if we're looking and spe- uh, specifically at the Tamideh Hachamim, maybe it's not so much of the financial straits, the uh, difficulty of life, it's more the Yeser Hara, it's more that they're taken off their spiritual path. Either way you slice it, the Gemara statement then is, it will be a time period during which everyone is struck with the difficulties, not only the Hamon Am, the masses, but even the elite, the Tamideh Hachamim. Says the Gemara onward, Shmuel Amar, kol hasheharim kulan shekulin. His statement, Shemuel, is that all the she'arim, all the different um, uh, uh, commercial uh, circumstances, I don't know the right word, commodities. Uh, commodities, there's the word, all the commodities will be equal in terms of their pricing, which means to say, if you look at it today, you'd imagine, I'm not in the uh, commodities market, but you'd imagine that certain things cost more than others. This will be a time period during which that will all be lost. Everything will be identical with regards to uh, pricing. It'll be this strange time period during which... What's that? Specifically low. Specifically low. In other words, everything will drop out. It'll be a society during which... Are we supposed to want to be in the Torah Mashiach? Is there every... So far, we're here. I'd rather... No, but I also... I don't want to be in these situations. You know? You don't want to hit the rock bottom. The Gemara will... What's that? Why do you think Hashem's going to want to bring his whole thing when in other words, there's no other way. The Gemara will, in a few, I don't know, 10, 15 lines, suggest we could do this positively. There is such an option. You could do this positively if you kind of, if you rally up the troops and you start this Teshuvah movement. You could pull this off without all this negativity. But if not, you're going to have to... He's giving us the negative because it's, quote unquote, the only way to pull you out of it. Oh, there it is. Says the Gemara. That's only one. Meaning to mean there's like a breakdown of complete values. 
that there's no, I, I know they're referencing pricing here, but could, you, could it essentially mean that if there's no value, if there's nothing special, then everything is essentially the same. There's, and again, you see that unfortunately today with, again, everyone's value is essentially being stripped right now. It's, there's, there's nothing that can be held. Uh, Interesting. I'll support your claim, um, Joe, because you know Jeffrey, I guess from Art Scroll, was saying that the shikulin, that they're all identical in price, he said that they're so low. It's actually two explanations in Rashid. Rashid's first explanation is that they're so low, as he said. His second explanation is that they're all so high. Uh, they're very different visions, unless they're almost the same with regards to the way you're suggesting it, and that is that there's all this equivocal, everything's equivalent, and there's no values to one thing over another, and this is, I guess you'd argue, uh, a mashal of sorts with regards to the time period during which you're not going to be able to clearly demarcate specific values. And I think it supports the, the uh, what Rav says, that in, in Shalom and Nesad, that basically the people that have the values, they're being stripped away also. And As well. It's going to be all. Everything. Nice. Everything. Nice. Says the Gemara, Amar b'Hanina en ben David ba ad sheyit bakesh dag lachole v'lo yimatze shneimar az ashkia memehem v'naarhotam kashamen olich v'katav bayomahu atzmiach keren lebet Yisrael. So the description is one which they're going to search. People will search for fish for sick people, but it won't be found. Makes the Rasha from Pesukim. What's the idea of fish for sick people? First and foremost, it might just be a reference in general. There won't be the remedies and the cures for circumstances wherein we need the cure and remedy. Alternatively, a dag, a fish, is just so apparent. It's just so there. In other words, to tell me that you're not going to be able to trap the animals is one thing. To catch the fish, that's something that's just so easy and right there in front of you. You won't even be able to get that. As the Pasuk describes, the rivers will be in some way, Rashi says, frozen up. They'll be congealed like, the, uh, like oil. It'll be a time period during which, I guess, the nature will shift uh, from being one in which uh, progress is easily attainable to one in which uh, you're going to have to be running against the stream in order to, in order to be successful. The Dag, uh, as well as Ben Yohayada and others point out, might be a reference if we're to go on the Joe Mashal type of uh, direction over here. The Gemara Masech Barachot and Daf Samech Aleph has Rabbi Akiva likening Am Yisrael to a fish in the water, the water being Torah, the fish being Am Yisrael, who are so connected to it, can't be taken out of it if we're severed from our source of life. Well, we've lost all life, and as a result, the description then is one in which uh, we won't be able to, during the time in which we're sick, in which we're pained, and need to live the fish-like existence, meaning to be connected to Torah, it just won't be found. It'll be a time during which we're surrounded by and overcome by sorrows, and as a result, the fish in water, the Am Yisrael in Torah existence, will be unattainable. Amar bihama bar hanina en ben David ba'ad she Malchut Hazalam Yisrael. En Ben David, Ba, Mashiach will only arrive when Malchut Hazala, the uh, contemptuous, maybe, uh, Malchut, uh, kingship, monarchy, will be lost, explains Rashi. Any and all of the negative and evil rulerships will be lost and gone. It's only then that uh, Yemot Mashiach will be a possibility. Shine Emar. 
as the Pasuk describes in the eyes of the Hachamim over here, Pasuk says, V'charat hazalzalim bamazmarot v'tanetishot hesir hetaz. It's a description of cutting off these branches uh, from the tree, the branches representative of a certain strength. You're cutting down any of that evil monarchy and, and rulership. And then the Pasuk says afterwards, during that time period, Yuval shai lahashem tzevaot, It'll be this present of sorts to a nation which has, so to speak, lost its hair already from all these sorrows. It'll be a time period during which Yemot HaMashiach will be when Gasut HaRuach, Gaseh HaRuach means those who are haughty, those who have arrogancy. It's then and only then, once that's lost, that's when Yemot HaMashiach will be a possibility. Again, that's linked up with the last statement as well. Any of this negative monarchy and rulership, we're going to have to lose all of that in order to usher in a time period of positivity and uh, and Geula redemption. Pasuk describes, number one, the ga'ava is going to be lost, and number two, you're going to be left uh, downtrodden and uh, impoverished, but not in terms of, per se, money, but uh, furthermore, or more specifically, with regards to your spirit, your, your mindset, you're not going to have that haughty mindset, that arrogant mindset. Amar bisimlai, mishum rabbi al-azab rabbi shimon, en ben david ba ad Kol shofetim veshoterim Yisrael. Yemot HaMashiach will only arrive, will only be apparent when all the shofetim and shoterim, all the judges and, uh, and policemen will be lost from Yisrael. What do you mean? We want those. Of course, it's a reference to the negative ones, the evil ones, the ones who are driven by the wrong, uh, the, the wrong drives and uh, the, those who are not uh, uh, propagating uh, positive uh, uh, righteousness and justice. So the Pesukim describe how I'm going to cleanse you out of that leadership, of that um, uh, um, judging and, 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 and those who are, quote, uh, who are bringing forth uh, justice and righteousness, and I in turn will restore. I will bring back the shofetayich, the the judges as they once were. Amar ula en Yerushalayim niftet ela bitzdaka. Yerushalayim will only be redeemed with sedaka, with righteousness, with justice. Shneimar Sion b'mishpat tipade v'shavea bitzdaka. Sion being Yerushalayim b'mishpat. It will only be niftet, uh, uh, it will only be redeemed with mishpat, veshavea bitztaka, and uh, its remnants will be uh, restored with sedaka. Amar of papa, ibatle yihire, batle amgushe, ibatle dayane, batle gezirpate. The statement here of Rav Papa is ibatle, if they'll be annulled, if we do away with yihire, Yihire milashon yuhara means the haughty ones. If we do away with haughtiness, batle batle amgushe. Amgushe says Rashi is mechashefim, is sorcerers of the Persian nation of those who surround us. Once we do away with our own haughtiness, in turn, what will effectively come into existence is 
the sorcerers of the nation around us will be lost as well. There's a certain understanding here in a metaphysical sense that there's a certain um, parallel to our wrongdoing and the world around us. So as we are haughty, we are struck in turn by uh, the nations around us with their haughty negative attributes toward us. So as a result, the description is if we are haughty, if we have these yehireh, uh, if we're acting and walking around with our noses up in the air, uh, we're going to be struck by the nations who have their own haughtiness and affect us negatively. That's the Amgushe, that's the sorcerers. If we do away with our evil Dayanim, our wrongful uh, judges, will be lost as well. The Shofetim of the Kochavim says, If we internally cleanse ourselves of the uh, the evil uh, uh, judges, uh, well, the judges from outside will be lost as well. Again, this is a description in the Gemara, which you'll find in several places in Jewish thought, and that is that if we work on ourselves internally, we'll notice that the world's uh, ability to interact with us will follow suit. So if we take away that haughtiness, if we cleanse ourselves of evil, wrongful uh, pursuit of, of our own self-kavod, it'll be lost from around us in the effect against us as well. Says the Gemara, I'll just bring you Pesukim for this. Once you do away with the haughty ones, so we'll do away with the sorcerers. The Pasuk says that uh, I, I will cleanse out all of those, um, uh, the sigayich, the, the higher level people. And I'll do away with all the bidilayich, the external ones who are affecting you. So again, the Pasuk describes once you do away, once we move out the Yehirim from Am Yisrael, so those from outside as well will be lost. And furthermore, that second statement, once we do away with our uh, wrongful judges, we'll lose the wrongful uh, non-Jewish judges who are persecuting us. As the Pasuk says in Sefania, Hesir Adonai Mishpataich, Pina Oivech. So the Pasuk says, God removed Mishpataich, removed your, your own Mishpatim, meaning your own judges, Pina Oivech, and as a result, he moved out, he, he will cleanse and, and separate your enemies as well. Amar Biohananim Raita Dor Shemitmaet Veholech. It says Rabbi Yohanan, if you see a generation wherein that's mitma'et ve'olech, it's becoming more and more impoverished. There's less and less money that's available. Hakelo, you should you should in turn uh, arouse your uh, pick up your antennas for for anticipating the coming of Mashiach. That's going to be a sign that Mashiach is coming as you see poverty uh, becoming more manifested. Shene Emar, as the Pasuk says, Ve'et am ani toshia, a nation of uh, poverty you will redeem. Amar Rabbi Yohananim ra'ita dor shesarot rabot ba'ot alea kannahar. If you see a generation where sorrows, uh, so many sorrows like the rushing of a river that as one stream goes by, the next one comes up against it. There's never any pause, any stop in the rushing of the water and these sorrows one after the next. Hakelo, you should wait for Mashiach and anticipate his early and, and imminent arrival. Shene Emar, as the Pasuk says in seemingly likening this time period to a river. Pasuk says, Ki Kanahar. Sar Ruach Adonai 
no se sabod. Pasuk seems to describe the sar, the sorrows, as coming like a nahar, vesamichle. And then the Pasuk says shortly afterwards, ubalisyon goel. And then the goel, the Redeemer, will come to Yerushalayim, to Sion. It's during a time period during which we're going to see sorrow after sorrow. Ve'amar b'yohananem ben David ba, ela bedor shekulo zakai, this is the statement I was talking about earlier. Either in a generation where we're kulo zakai, we're fully righteous, or alternatively, the opposite, kulo hayav, absolutely guilty, that's when uh, Mashiach will come. Uh, uh, on the one hand, the Dor Shekulo Zakai during the righteousness nat- uh, generation, that's what the Pasuk says, your nation is. Kulam Sadikim, the all righteous, Le'alam Yerushu Aretz. They'll inherit the land, meaning Yemota Mashiach. Bedor shekulo hayav dechtiv ayar ki en ish vayistomem ki en mafkia uchtiv lemaani ese. Amar Rabbi Alexandri, Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi Rame. Rabbi Alexandri quotes in the name of Rabbi, of Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi. This is perhaps, in my mind, the most famous line with regards to Yemota Mashiach. This is quoted uh, very often with regards to how and when Mashiach will come, he asked Rameh, he asked the contradiction. Ketiv, the Pasuk says, Be'ita ahishenna. The Pasuk says, Be'ita, in its time, ahishenna, I will hasten it. So which one is it? Will Mashiach come in its time? Is there a set time? Or is it ahishenna, I will hasten it? That's the question that Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, as being quoted by Rabbi Alexandri, is asking. Ketiv be'ita, uchtiv ahishenna. On the one hand, the Pasuk says, in its time, as if there's a set time. On the other hand, the Pasuk says, ahishenna, I'll hasten it. So which one is it, God? Do you have a set time, or will you hasten it? Zahu ahishenna. If it's a generation, if it's a nation, Am Yisrael, who are zahu. If we pull this off, if we do a Teshuvah movement, if we're able to garner our troops together, and to the extent that we become zahu, we are righteous and meriting of uh, if you haven't done it on your own, there will be a set time, which means to say it's not as if, at least in the eyes of the Chachamim and their interpretation of this Pasuk and others, it's not as if this will go on forever. There will be a Be'ita, there is a Ketz, there is a time period during which HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, all right, it's my turn to now step in and, and affect this and change this, uh, which means the descending of uh, the, the descension of, of, of the life and, and all the poverty and terrible things that take place during that time period. However, you can affect it differently. It doesn't need to be in a specific time period. You could pull this off by bringing Mashiach, quote unquote, with the Zahu, and that's the Ahishena. Says the Gemara Amr, Ramar Bi Alexandri, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Rameh, another contradiction of the Yoshua ben Levi, Ketiv. On the one hand, the Pasuk in Daniel, if I'm not mistaken, describes Yomota Mashiach as coming, Ve'aru im anane shemayah. The Pasuk Kebar Enash. Pasuk describes Mashiach arriving as the, uh, with the swiftness and the speed of the, uh, the clouds in the heavens. So quick, uh, they pass by quickly. But then on the other hand, the Pasuk describes in Daniel that Mashiach will, excuse me, in, in Zechariah, the Pasuk says that Mashiach will come, Ani v'rochev al hamor, is going to be a poor man who's, who's riding on a donkey. Donkeys are pretty slow, poor people have probably uh, not too uh, high quality donkeys, so which one is it? Is Mashiach going to arrive quickly and swiftly like the clouds in the heavens, or
Or alternatively, is it going to be on that donkey, which is slow, and the poor person on it? If we, as a nation, are meriting, so then Mashiach will come swiftly like the If alternatively, we don't pull this off, will bring Mashiach, but it will be slow, arduous, and difficult. Shavur Malka is a reference in the Gemara to a Persian monarch uh, during that time period, either the king or some sort of high-standing Persian individual, says to Shemuel, Amritu, you guys say, Mashiach al-Hamra'ate. You guys have this statement from the Pasuk in Zechariah that your Mashiach will come on a donkey. Um, so asks this Shavur Malkate Shemuel, Ishader le susya barka. Instead of it being a donkey, why don't I send you from my, uh, from my stock uh, a fast horse, a horse for riding? In other words, uh, what's with the donkey? The donkey's slow, the donkey's. I'll give you a horse. In other words, he's playing, he's making fun of Shemuel over here. You have this pasuk, this vision of Mashiach arriving on some sort of donkey. Instead, let me give you a horse. Di uh, itli, which I have, that susya parka. Amar le mi itlach bar hiver gavne. The response in turn of Shemuel to the Shavur Malkai is, do you have one which is a hundred colors? What does that mean, a hundred colors? Well, the description as Rashi has it is, uh, Rashi says he's just pushing him off, uh, heke, which means to say he's kind of saying to him, Whatever this hamor, this donkey is going to be, there's something going to be, there's something going to be unique about it. So Shemuel says he makes something up. He says it's going to be so unique that it's going to have a hundred colors. In other words, it says to him, you're making fun of the fact that we say it's going to be a donkey. It's going to be a unique donkey. It's going to be a unique donkey that has a hundred colors. Do you have a horse? Do you have a donkey which has a hundred colors? He's making the whole thing up, but just to push off this uh, scoffer from the uh, Persian nation. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, the Gemara now tells a, a, a story. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Ashkach le Eliyahu dehava dehave kayame apitcha de ma'arata de Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi found Eliyahu Navi. He was standing at the entrance to the cave of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. The Gemara elsewhere describes this cave of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, which he had to hide out in over a period of time, long period of time to hide from the Romans. Says the Gemara, Yoshua ben Levi finds Eliyahu at that cave. Amar le atena le alma de ate. He asks Eliyahu Anavir, Yoshua ben Levi does, am I going to merit olam haba? Amar le im yirse adon hazeh. He says, if this master wants, and he's referring to the Shekhinah, he's referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, you want to know if you get Olam Abba? Don't ask me, ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amar B'Yoshua ben Levi, Shenaim ra'iti v'kol shelosha shama'ati. He says, I see two people and I hear a third sound. In other words, he's either referring to Rashi says, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai and Eliyahu. He says, I see two people, but I hear a third sound. In other words, he hears some sort of rever- reverberation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He hears some batkol. He's, so to speak, saying, I feel the Shekhinah in this context. He doesn't tell us what he hears over there. Okay, but that was his initial strange question. Am I getting Olam Haba? The response is, just ask and inquire with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amar le. So Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi moves on. He moves on with his questioning of Eliyahu Hanavi. Amale, emat ate Mashiach. Eliyahu, all right, so I don't have a full answer to this Olam Haba business. What about Yimot Mashiach? Can you tell me when Mashiach is coming? Amale zil shayelele dideh, says Eliyahu, go ask Mashiach. What? 
That's right, go ask Mashiach. Yeah, I wanted to know about Olam Habai, Liyahu Navi says, okay, ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. he'll tell you, he'll determine. And now, when's Mashiach coming? Go ask Mashiach. Asks Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Vehecha Yativ. And where is he sitting? Where can I find Mashiach? Apitha de Karta. He's sitting at the entrance of the city of Bavil. Rashi quotes from one of his rabbis that this is not the physical city of Bavil, but rather the Gan Eden city of Bavil. In other words, the vision is that there's this parallel universe above of Gan Eden and existence, and as a result, find in that existence the supernal world, or the uh, rather the upper worlds of Gan Eden and existence. Find over there the entrance to Bavil in the Gan Eden Shel Ma'ala. Over there, at the entrance to that city, you'll find Mashiach. All right, so says Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but apparently he figures that one out, how he's going to get there. And he says, but how do I know? And again, it's for this reason, of course, in these sorts of midrashim, you're supposed to look for the meaning more than the literal interpretation. How will I know that this is the sign that he's Mashiach? There's probably a lot of people sitting at the entrance of the city. He's sitting, Mashiach is, in between the poor people. That makes a lot of sense. We did envision Mashiach as coming as this impoverished individual on a donkey, a poor guy and poor generation. And at the entrance of the city, and until today you'll find this at the entrance of, of old cities, you'll find poor people who are just sitting there and collecting alms. And so they're halaim, and they're uh, all, uh, they're all um, uh, pained by holy, by bruises and wounds. And all those poor people people who are sitting at the entrance to that city, they're all taking and opening their bandages to check and to clean their bruises. So they open all the bandages at once and then they, they clean and deal with their bruises and then they place again the bandage on top of it. Ihu, however, Mashiach, share had ve'asir had. He does it differently. Again, imagine I have a bruise on my right, left arm, on my right arm, on my right leg, and my left leg. I'll take off all the, all the bandages and start to place the ointment on them, start to clean them off. And then I'll place the bandage back on top of all of them at once. It's all removed and then all placed. Mashiach, however, the description of Eliyahu Navi, he opens one, he cleans it and he closes it. He opens the other one, the left arm, he cleans it and he closes it. What's the difference? Why would he be doing it? Amar, the reason Mashiach will be doing it in such a fashion, Dilma, maybe Mav'ina de la Akev. He says that maybe I'll be needed. In other words, maybe it's time for Mashiach to arrive. And as a result, if I opened all of my bandages and now I get the call that I have to go redeem Am Yisrael, I need to bring forth the Geulah, I'm not going to be able to do it swiftly and quickly. As a result, I'll only open one at a time so I could just place it back down. It's a description more than anything of that quick nature wherein Yemota Mashiach will arrive. This Midrash, apart from all others, is the one I've heard so many times in my life as to envisioning this swift and immediate arrival of Mashiach. It's, so to speak, going to be a time period during which you won't be able to easily predict it. It'll be, as we saw in the Gemara, it'll be a matter which is fleeting. In the moment, will just happen. That's the vision in turn of Mashiach opening and closing one at a time so that there's not a lot to do, so that he can quickly um, redeem. Azal Gabe. Interesting how he deals with 
problems also. He's not opening up everything. He methodically addresses each problem. Interesting. Interesting. Again, the, the, the rationale is for the speed, but I hear what you're saying. It's, it's, it's addressing the problems as they come instead of trying to conquer the world all at once. Azal ligabe, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Azal, he goes ligabe to him, to Mashiach. He says to him, Shalom alecha Rabbi Umori. He says, Peace is to you, my master and my uh, mentor. Shalom alecha bar So Mashiach in turn responds to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Shalom alecha, son of Levi. His name was Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. So the son of the, the Levites, you know, of Levim. Amar le'emat atemor. So now Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi asks him the question. He says, When are you coming? When's my master coming? When are you arriving? Amar le'hayom. At, uh, so, Hayom, he says, today, I'm coming today. Oh, fantastic. So, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi hears this, and he's feeling good. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi returns. And again, if we have the vision of Rashi, it's from Gan Eden. He returns down to this world, and he finds Eliyahu. Eliyahu asks Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, so what did um, Mashiach say to you? Uh, he says, in response, Shalom Alecha Bar Levi. He addressed me as, Peace to you, the son of the Levim. Amar le says, Eliyahu to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Aftahacha lecha vela avuch le alma de ate. You should know that was a promise to you and to your father that you're getting Olam Haba. The fact that Mashiach addressed you, and not only addressed you, addressed you with the name of your father, Bar Levaech, is a sign that you are unique and you're destined for Olam Haba. Amar le says, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi to Eliyahu, I'm not certain about that because after all, Mashiach lied to me. Shakure kashakarbi. He was lying to me, though. He said that he's arriving today. I guess it's already evening time. I don't know, because he says, Mashiach hasn't come. He hasn't arrived. Says Eliyahu to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi in interpreting that statement of Mashiach. This is what he was truly saying to you. The pasuk, when he said Hayom, that he's arriving today, he was referring to the pasuk, which says, Today, if you listen to his voice, meaning if you heed the word of God, if you're appropriately acting, if you're on that straight path, so yes, he'll arrive today. So the re- reference then of Mashiach to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi was not that per se he's actually arriving today. It's that if you live up to Hayom, if you live up to the mission and the mandate of Hayom, if you follow the, listen to the voice and to the sound of God and his instructions, so then yes, that's Ahishenna, as we saw earlier in the Gemara. That will be the time period during which HaKadosh Baruch Hu will hasten the coming of Mashiach. Baruch Amen, Amen.